about abortion. Sorry, tell me how this works. Bacteria is life on Mars, but a heartbeat isn't life on Earth? Weird. If you haven't guessed it yet, today we are talking about the biggest issue of our time. So we're talking about abortion and the right to live. Let's get to it. Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. And if you say, behold, we do not know this. Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay each man according to their work? Proverbs twenty four eleven through 12 makes quite clear exactly where I stand on this issue. A podcast titled Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Godliness would not be, would not work without the very first thing I talk about being life. Uh, and if you haven't guessed it, the next couple of weeks, we will be talking about liberty and, of course, the pursuit of godliness. But the most fundamental right to understanding human rights is understanding the right to live. There is no better example of this today than the fight to end abortion. I want to make one thing very clear about this episode. This episode is explaining why I am pro-life, why I believe that pro-life is the best um, side of this, um, explaining some policies uh, put forward specifically by um, Democrats in Congress and the uh, Joe Biden administration, uh, whether during the Trump presidency or especially recently, um, and talk about my thoughts of this. Um, how how the the most fundamental question I'd say really is wall of philosophy, but especially to understanding this question is defining life. Now there are a a, a load a multitude of ways to define life, right? Biology would define something. Um, that is alive, by something that is made up of cells and exhibits um, life-like characteristics. Um, it would say that a bacteria or a virus is not alive because it just kind of floats around and does its virus thing, whereas a human being would be alive. Right? There are certain characteristics about life that determine what a life is. Now, on a philosophical question... Uh, this is more in regards to what is a human life? What does it mean to live? Um, we hear a lot from philosophers such as um, Rene Descartes, who has said, um, I think, therefore I am. And he kind of comes to the conclusion that he is alive because he is able to think and reason through the fact that he is alive. That's kind of the way that he determines uh, philosophically that we are alive. Other people would say simply, um, if you got a heartbeat and are able to fu- function um, and are made up of, of human cells, then you are a human life. Um, and, and other people within religion would define um, human life as being, um, again, a collection of human cells, but also something that is created in the image of God and therefore is valuable, more valuable than even that of the nearest um, biological, animal, uh, mammalian relative 
of of a human being. There's a quote from William Blackstone in his work, um, The Rights of Persons. Yeah, um, it's in his commentary on the laws of England. Um, chapter the first of Rights of Indivisibles. Um, the rights of persons. And obviously when it comes to understanding the rights of a person, you have to know what a person is. He describes life as, he says, life is the immediate gift of God, a right inherent by nature in every individual. And it begins in contemplation of law as soon as an infant is able to stir in the mother's womb. For if a woman is quick with child and by a potion or otherwise killeth it in her womb, or if anyone beat her whereby the child dieth in her body, and she is delivered of dead child, this, though not murder, was by ancient law homicide or manslaughter, but at present is not looked upon in quite so. There's a couple interesting things here to break down. Um, and I like what he says here, where he says, Life is an immediate gift of God, a right inherent by nature in every individual. Obviously, for centuries, millennia, for almost all of human history, murder has been considered wrong. In the majority of cultures throughout the world, and certainly um, in anything possessing uh, Judeo-Christian values, specifically, I'd say, starting with the Ten Commandments, um, and the commandment, thou shalt not murder, murder has been considered wrong, and has been considered wrong to take away and to kill a human life. Now, he also goes here into distinction, and he talks a little bit about the law and how the law should consider human life. Um, and he says here, it begins relative to the law or in contemplation to the law, as soon as an infant is able to stir within the mother's womb. Um, the definition of stir, obviously, here is very outdated. The science, um, obviously, there's no ultrasound when he's writing this. Um, and the science is very foggy on, on this in his day and age. However, at about weeks four to six is when an infant in the womb possesses a heartbeat. Right, you can fact check me on this. It's between weeks four to eight, four to six, when the child in the womb develops a heartbeat. Um when it begins to stir in the womb, you'd say that's a little bit a little bit foggy. Again, again, this isn't we're not taking this to be literal, but this is kind of what it says here. Um and one thing that I find interesting here, for if a woman is quick with child, by potion or otherwise killeth it in her womb, or if anyone beat her whereby the child dieth in her body. And she's delivered of a dead child. Again, it says here it's not looked at as murder, but as homicide or manslaughter. Now, there's a distinction to be made there. Uh, but I find it very interesting that, that even in this day and age, uh, when William Blackstone wrote this, um, human beings are given rights within the womb. Right? This is mostly what we are talking about today. The right to live, the right to be born, and the right that a human being has within the womb. Uh, again, like it says uh, in Proverbs 24, Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. Now, I do not know how you can read that verse and read what William Blackstone has written and not see anything other than the pro-life 
position. Yet this is not the case. Um, in, in a later episode, I promise I will get to this eventually, I will go through a very common uh, pro-abortion, pro-choice arguments that I have heard in, in um, my time, uh, whether it's arguing with people or just that I've researched on. Uh, the fundamental disagreement with this comes down to arguments about bodily autonomy, a woman's right to choose um, what happens within her body um, in regards to pregnancy, or, again, the right to live, the right to choose life, to be pro-life. That is what that means, is to choose life. Um, I'll also talk about how they're distorting the words pro-life um, and trying to change that from pro-life to pro-birth. Though, in fact, yes, we are, of course, pro-birth, and by means of wanting to have children be born, we are therefore pro-life. Um, I found this quote um, from uh, actress and model. I just looked up famous quotes on abortion. Um, Emily Redijakowski, I probably just butchered that name. Um, this was apparently on an Instagram post a while back. Um, uh, apparently she's, you know, pro-woman, uh, pro-sex, pro-all of that, pro-feminism, and, and all kinds of crazy things. It says, this week, 25 old white men voted to ban abortion in Alabama, even in cases of insisted rape. These men in power are imposing their wills onto the bodies of women. Again, here that they're imposing their wills onto bodies of women in order to uphold the patriarchy and perpetuate the industrial prison complex by preventing women of low economic opportunity the right to choose not to replicate. The states trying to ban abortion are the states that have the highest proportions of black women living there. This is about class and race and is under direct attack of the on the fundamental Human rights women's in the U.S. deserve and are protected under Roe v. Wade. Our bodies, our choice. I could not think of a more perfect quote to sum up the pro-choice, uh, pro-abortion position. Uh, there's a lot in there. There's a lot in there um, about kind of progressivism and patriarchy and things like that. But there are a lot of key words there. There are men in power... Right or people in power imposing their wills onto bodies of women again, and then there's also right by preventing women the opportunity, the right to choose, and then uh, fundamental rights, human rights that women in the U.S. deserve, our bodies, our choice. I also find it interesting that when she was pregnant, she also apparently posted a picture um, with uh, with herself. Apparently, she's a model or whatever. Um, baby bump. And the, the comment on the picture, the caption is, Angel in my belly. I just find that to be extremely interesting, um, her, her stance on that. This is a quote from a CNN article that I found. Um, access to abortion is an essential service and a fundamental human right, period. The denial of it, including in times of global crisis like the COVID-19 pandemic, constitutes cruel, inhuman, and degrading treatment.
again, access to abortion is a fundamental human right. Right? This is what they are saying. Um, and this is what it comes down to. Is it, this conversation about about the right to choose, about a woman's right to do with she with what she wants with her body. Now let me present a different side to this argument. There's a famous quote from Ronald Reagan that says, I noticed that everyone, I'm probably paraphrasing it, is I noticed that everyone who's for abortion has already been born. See, the right to choose what you do with your body, the right to not be killed or to be oppressed by a system is, is very important to progressives, right? The ideas of freedom, uh, the word liberation comes to mind. The right to be able to free to do what you want, and apparently in this case with your body, becomes what is important. How about a woman's right to choose to be born? How about that? How about we treat that as a fundamental human right? See, because the child in the womb gets absolutely no say in the matter. What about their human rights? If we have already established that a human being, a human life, is made up of human cells and exhibits the characteristics of life, or at least will exhibit the characteristics of life, why does a child in the womb not get granted the same rights that we all do? 62 million. 62 million abortions have happened in the United States since the passing of Roe versus Wade in the 70s. 42.7 million abortions is the best estimate. Took place all around the world in the year 2020 alone. And let's put this into perspective. In the Holocaust, Hitler killed 6 million Jews over a span of over the span of the Holocaust, right? 10 Holocausts, right? And then a little bit more is what it would take for Hitler to have killed as many Jews, as many people, as what has happened with abortions in the United States of America since 1973. Right? This isn't. This is one of those issues that I will not compromise on. This is one of those issues where this is the only position that I will take. See, because when life becomes valuable, created in the image of God, given inalienable human rights, right? Why should these 62 million kids not have had the opportunity to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Right? So now we're going to talk practically about policy. One policy, uh, I guess a couple policies specifically, we're going to talk about the Mexico City policy. Mexico City, what does that have to do with this? The Mexico policy 
Mexico City policy was originally announced by President Ra- Ronald Reagan in 1984, right? So obviously during Ronald Reagan's term as president. It required that non-governmental organizations would agree, as a condition of receiving any kind of federal funding, that they would neither perform nor actively promote abortion as a method of family planning in other nations. This basically says, you receive money from the U.S. government, you do not provide abortions or promote abortions in other nations. This policy is quite clear, and ever since Ronald Reagan introduced this policy in 1984, every Democrat president has reversed it, and every Republican president has put it back on. This new United States president is no different. Joe Biden has repealed the Mexico City policy, which Donald Trump replaced. Um, uh, Joe Biden has done this, obviously, within the first 100 days of its presidency. Uh, Within even the first three weeks of its presidency, he had already done this. As I said earlier, 4.27 million abortions occurred around the world, and this is with the Mexico City policy in place. That number is only going to rise with this policy being removed. Obviously, if, if, you're, if you're a company and that is what you do, say Planned Parenthood, for example, if they receive federal funding, they can now perform and actively promote abortions wherever they want. Um, and obviously, if you receive, as a company, no federal funding, then you don't receive, then you can do whatever you want. Um, this is kind of a checks and balances between, you know, corporations and the United States government. This is only going to raise abortions around the world. There is no denying that this legislation uh, re- re- or repealed uh, by, the, the Joe, by Joe Biden will cause lives to end. There is no denying this. There is no denying this. There is nothing that he could do to run or hide from this. Hide. Hide, hide, hide. What does that have to do with, with this topic at all? Oh, that's right, the Hyde Amendment. The Hyde Amendment is a re- is legislation uh, providing uh, or barring the use of federal funds to pay for abortion except to save the life of a woman or if the pregnancy arises from incest or rape. This is a very simple policy. It says that federal funding cannot be used to fund abortions. It is quite clear. It is, it is, it is extremely pro-life. I haven't done too much research into this to know uh, when this was put into place um, or, or who, who placed it by. One thing that I do know is that Joe Biden said that he would support it, um, that he would uphold it. And then when everybody else on that Democratic debate stage said, oh, no, yeah, we're going to repeal it. He kind of shriveled down and said, yeah, I'm going to repeal it. Um, One of those being Vice President Kamala Harris. There is no denying that when we talk about human rights, health care, and federal funding and programs such as Medicare and Medicaid for all, that abortion is now considered to be health care. Whose care, whose health is it caring for? 
Well, obviously not the child in the womb. Right, so when we talk about when, when people from CNN and celebrities, right, use words like fundamental human right, period, denying it is cruel and humane and degrading treatment. Which, you know, I'd say going in and ripping limbs off of children in, in mother's wombs or, or forcing or, you know, swallowing dissolvable pills that calls, you know, a child to dissolve in you and then pass through your uterus or, or, or you know, uh, all the other cruel and inhumane treatment that children in the womb receive. I'd say that that constitutes, I'd say that abortion constitutes cruel and inhumane and degrading treatment. But maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me upholding the patriarchy, right? Again, this is a, this is one of the biggest issues of our time. When we talk about the Hyde Amendment, again, it's scary because when we start using words like fundamental human right, healthcare for all, abortion is a human right, and abortion is healthcare. There's no denying abortion on demand, paid for by the federal government. Where does the federal government receive their money? From you and me. See, there's no... There's no way around this issue. There's no way to talk about this issue and be like, Oh yeah, well, it's just abortion. It's just healthcare. 42.7 million unborn children around the world last year would disagree. 62 million children since 1973 in this country would disagree. Numbers and people speak louder than politicians and policy. But when policies do absolutely nothing but increase the number of children that are murdered before they even take their first breath outside of the womb, we should oppose them with everything in our being. We should oppose them harshly. We should oppose them strongly. We shouldn't raid, raid the Capitol building. But we should vote. We should make our voices heard. We should start petitions. We should start grassroots organizations. Mobilize in the streets. Go to Planned Parenthoods around the world. Make this an issue. There's obviously a reason why this is the first thing I'm talking about in this podcast. Because see, what, what people don't realize, what this Emily, rather whatever person doesn't realize, is that she is absolutely right when she says angel in my belly. Because that is a son or daughter. That is assigned different genetics, different chromosomes, different from the mother or the father. That is a child that has a heartbeat at four weeks. That is a child that has limbs and toes and fingers and little intestines and all the other parts of a human being or at least a potential to grow them. And it is an angel in your belly. Maybe not so much an angel in, in, in the literal sense of the word. 
but it is precious, holy, and created in the image of God. There is no way around this. So I say to you, whether you are a Christian or not, whether you're a believer in Jesus Christ or not, is my appeal to you, as hopefully a decent human being, that you would oppose abortion with every ounce of your being. That you would say no more. That you would no longer promote death and destruction and misery. That you would promote life. That you would promote at the least healthy sex practices and at the most abstinence. That you would say life is precious. That you would say that every human being regardless of race, gender, creed, mother, father, family, income bracket, that you would say that life is precious, that you would stand for life. I'll leave you with the quote from the song that I played. The song is, um, the quote is from a song called People So, so Stupid uh, by Tom McDonald. Let's talk about abortion. Tell me how this works. A bacteria. A bacteria on Mars is life. But a heartbeat, a human heartbeat within pounding inside of the little chest with rib bones and skin and flesh and blood vessels inside of a mother's womb is not considered a life. And even if it is considered a life, even if people would say that the, the child in their own stomach is an angel in their belly, but would fight for the right for mothers to kill the angels in their belly, that they would say that every human being is precious, every human being deserves a right to live, And that we would deeply consider <coughs> where we are in this world and where we are as a nation on this issue. I will not ever stop fighting for the rights of the unborn. As long as politicians such as Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and many people within the Democratic party. As long as CNN is posting articles and celebrities are making Instagram photos promoting abortion, calling it a fundamental human right to kill. To kill your own child is a fundamental human right. I will oppose it with every ounce of my being. With every ounce of my being. And I hope and I pray that you will do the same. Because without life, there is no liberty. What kind of nation are we going to be? What kind of a people are we going to be? Are we going to be the kind of people who promote death in our streets and on our street corners and in abortion clinics? 
Are we gonna be the kind of people that say no? Human life is precious. Human life is valuable. Human life is an immediate gift from God. A right inherent by nature in every individual. And if you say, oh, we didn't know this, does not God, who weighs the heart, perceive it? He keeps watch over your soul. He knows what you think about this issue. And he will repay each man according to his work. No grace be to God that through his son, Jesus Christ, we do not get what we deserve. For we know that we all do not deserve life. But we deserve death and eternal punishment. But Jesus Christ, being born in the likeness of man, which included being a baby in the womb, came and made it so that we may have life and have life abundantly. And by the grace of God, he has put me on this planet to stand for life. I firmly believe... I firmly believe that these children have been victims, helpless victims of abortion, not even given the ability to take their first breath, will be in heaven. I firmly do. There's no way around this issue. There's no way around it. As long as we are repealing the Mexico City policy and trying to repeal the Hyde Amendment, I will fight with every ounce of my being. Because there's no bigger political issue in our time. 42.7 million in 2020 around the world. 62 million since 1973. I pray that we will all fight for human life. That we will fight for the fundamental human right. Threat to live. The right to live. Whew! This was a fun one. And I got it done in a half an hour. Alrighty. Um, I don't have any kind of clever intro. Clever outro, I mean. This is all that I have to say. Fight for life. Be the person. Be, be the people who promote life. Because the alternative to life is death. And we do not want to be a people who promote death. May God have mercy on the souls of America, of Americans, and our politicians who promote these policies. On women who, who struggle daily with the, the, the thought, with the lie, that their child is just a clump of cells. That they can do with it however they please. Alright. That's been it. Alrighty. Have a good week. Catch you on the next one.